You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit JcastNetwork.org. I just wanted to share a, 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 a brief teaching that, uh, that I came across uh, the other day um, that I found to be really beautiful. And as we uh, celebrate Sukkot, and um, many of us uh, uh, said the blessings and waved uh, Lulav and Etrog for the first time uh, during the holiday just a few moments ago, and in a few moments we'll take the Lulav and Etrog again uh, for Hoshanot, uh, which is uh, the processional around the sanctuary. Um, uh, the, whole, the whole issue of Lulav and Etrog um, really evokes... Uh, a sense of uh, a sense of being surrounded, a sense of wholeness, right? So you take the lulav and the etrog and you wave it in every direction, right? For example, right? And uh, that is in, uh, in in a lot of ways meant to be symbolic of the fact that on Sukkot we acknowledge the uh, the imminence of God, the presence of God all around us uh, that is um, within and around everything that is. Hoshanot also evokes that same image, right? Instead of with the uh, normal lulav wavings where we wave it in all directions, in Hoshanot we march with the lulav and etrog in all directions. But again, the issue is a similar one. It's meant to evoke the, uh, the imminence of God, the, fact, the, the notion that God surrounds us uh, in all directions everywhere we are. So there's this wonderful teaching that I found by Rabbi uh, Nachman of Bratzlav, uh, one of the more famous uh, Hasidic masters, uh, in a collection of his that's known as Likute Eitzot. It uh, means the uh, collection of uh, advice, pieces of advice. Um, and uh, so Likute Eitzot is a, is a, a neat little volume. They, I assume, make it in translation, too, so you can probably find it. Um, but it has uh, topically organized uh, little pearls of wisdom uh, from Rabbi Nachman, and this is one that wasn't actually, uh, there's a lot of Rabbi Nachman books that were uh, compiled after his death by his devoted students, of which he has a lot of devoted students still today, uh, but this is one that Rabbi Nachman actually himself put together, and his idea was that it should be pocket-sized for all of his followers to keep it in their, uh, in their pockets and to have it with them at all time. You got to ask Ima that question, okay? Um, so to have it in their pockets at all times, so that they could hello, so that they could, it's good to see you. You want to learn some Rabbi Nachman with us? No, okay. Uh, so, um, so, so he wrote Likute uh, Etzot and wanted to have it pocket-sized for his followers to keep it in their pockets uh, at all times and sort of study it whenever they had a free moment uh, to, uh, to absorb his guidance and, and uh, his wisdom for them. It's topically organized in alphabetical order of topics in Hebrew. Um, so, uh, so you're starting with... Uh, uh, um, with, with Ahavat Hashem, right? Loving God. It's a whole uh, series of... Uh, pieces of advice related to loving God, things related to prayer, really anything that you can think of. He has a section on, on various holidays, and he has a section uh, on Sukkot. And so uh, his uh, teaching, teaching number eight related to Sukkot is, I think, exceptionally beautiful. 
goes like this. Ayadei mitzvat netilat lulav uminav, zochel legalot hadat hakodesh, leda shemelo kol ha'aretz kevodo. By means of the mitzvah of uh, waving the lulav and the other species of plants, a person merits to reveal the, the sacred knowledge, uh, uh, which is the awareness that the whole world is filled with God's glory. By virtue of the mitzvah of taking the lulav and atrog, by holding it, by waving it in all directions, by marching around the sanctuary with it, we are revealed the, the, the sacred knowledge that the whole earth is filled with God's glory. That God's presence surrounds and pervades everything that is, including us, including the room that we're in, including the, uh, the podium that I'm standing on, the book that I'm reading from, you, me, everything that is, is surrounded and pervaded by God. Right? In the Hasidic consciousness, um, and, and indeed I think it's a, an influential Jewish perspective uh, in, in general, it's not just Hasidic insight, um, that uh, God uh, is, is not only uh, a transcendent entity out of the world, but also is uh, the, the totality of all that is. Right? So there may be a, a transcendent uh, uh, entity that one can identify as God, but in a, in a more imminent sense, in a more uh, um, immediate sense, everything that is, is God. If God is one, that means that everything that is, is God, because if that's not the case, then there are two dominions. There is God's dominion and everything else. So if we say that God is one, that means that everything has to be God. Even if God is not everything, everything has to be God. Right? So that means you're God, you're God, you're God, you're God, you're God, you're God, doors God, trees God, rocks God, everything is God. God, God, God. Right? And so the mitzvah of taking, waving the lulav and etrog around in all directions, right, reveals reminds us of that sacred knowledge that all is God, that God is everywhere. The whole earth is filled with God's glory. Right? It reveals God's godliness, God's uh, blessed godliness, God's godliness, uh, that is in every place. It's in every place. Even in all the languages of the non-Jews, right? I love that. Um, you know, so he wasn't. There wasn't a PC time back then. Uh, but uh, but but you could see, right, even there, right, in a very the 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 um, the uh, you know 18th century Hasidim were not the most uh, universalistic kind of people. They didn't. They weren't really lovers of non-Jews because the non-Jews around that time were not particular particularly lovers of Jews, so it was a very hostile time to be, so for Rabbi Nachman to say that God is everywhere and everything is God, even in the non-Jewish world, right, that there is divinity and godliness in the non-Jewish world as well as in the Jewish world, it has to be if God is one, right, that's a powerful statement, right, even in the non-Jewish world, right, even the, the, the Cossacks who are c committing pogroms and right, everything is a manifestation of, uh, of, of God's glory. Right? And so the Lulav and Etrog enables us to recognize uh, God's blessed being and to draw uh, near to him even in all of the lower levels. 
right? So in every activity, in every engagement we have, in every interaction we have, no matter how mundane, no matter how base, no matter, you know, whether I'm, you know, changing the diaper on Shemaiah or, uh, trust me, it, it's not always pretty, right? You guys know um, <laughs> from your own experience, right? Any activity, no matter how mundane, no matter how base, everything is a manifestation of God and godliness, and the lulav and etrog is meant to reveal that insight to us, to remind us of that insight. No matter what we're doing, everything is in the presence of the sacred. And we're supposed to bind that knowledge, that sacred knowledge, uh, inside of our hearts, to connect it inside of our hearts, that our hearts should be under God's sovereignty, right? Our hearts should be directed to God's service. Our hearts should be bound up in godliness. Which means that we also need to love ourselves along with, uh, along with uh, blessed God, thank you, uh, with love. In other words, if we have an awareness that everything around us, all of our interactions, all of our activities, the depths of our heart, if all of that is a, a relationship with and a manifestation of the divine, and we are supposed to you should love the Lord your God with all of your heart, then that means, first and foremost, we need to make sure that we love ourselves. And you should uh, come, it should bring you to, uh, to the light of love uh, that is the awareness of, um, uh, of, of hidden light in the world. Right? So there's all sorts of hidden light in the world. There's hidden light in each of our hearts. There's hidden light in the mundane interactions we have. There's hidden light in our enemies. There's hidden light in uh, our, our acquaintances and our friends, our loved ones. Right? So by virtue of being able to love ourselves because of our awareness of God within us, we also are then called to, uh, to love others and to love everything as a reflection of the godliness that is both within and around all of them. The awareness that there is righteousness in Torah hidden in every person and in everything. Sometimes it's hidden very deep down. Uh, sometimes it takes a lot to reveal it and uncover it, but nevertheless, it's there. And by virtue of the act of Lulav and Etrog on Sukkot, we're reminded to seek out that hidden righteousness and that hidden light within ourselves, within other people, because there is godliness and divinity everywhere if we're willing to look for it. And by virtue of this, a great peace will increase in the world. I think that that's so powerful. That this humble little act of taking these plants and waving them around, Rabbi Nachman says that by virtue of doing that, we bring ourselves to a place where we can increase peace in the world. And indeed, if you wave the lulav and etrog with the consciousness 
that it's reminding us that godliness and divinity is around us and in every person and in every interaction and in every non-living thing and living thing on the planet, if we actually uh, ingest that awareness, if we live that awareness, then indeed I think Rabbi Nachman is right, that a great peace will increase in the world. So as we take our lulav and etrog, this Sukkot, as we wave them around, as we celebrate this joyous holiday, may we know the joy of increasing a great peace in the world. Chag Sameach.